everybody, Matt Michaels here with uh, Sin City Steve and Rob Larry on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. This week we're going to be doing a three count uh, that includes Seth Rollins, Tony Khan, and TNA. So let's get right into uh, count number one, and that is this week on Raw. Seth Rollins um, had a championship match with Jinder Mahal, and uh, during the match, uh, injured his knee. Um, now we know that uh, <laughs> as soon as CM Punk came in, we saw the uh, reaction by Seth Rollins that set up uh, the fact that this real-life hate was going to feed into a feud that would build to WrestleMania and see most likely Seth Rollins lose the title to CM Punk, right? And uh, now the question is, what do they do? Because as hard as you try, um, a meniscus in this short period of time might not be something that will uh, heal or you're taking a very, very uh, strong chance of ripping it even worse, tearing the ACL and um, basically being out for a year after WrestleMania, if you go ahead and try to get the match in. So, um, Steve, I'll start with you, man. Um, you know, there's a little rumble uh, out there, no pun intended, about what might happen. Um, what do you think uh, right now they're, they're thinking? I mean, the thing that stands out to me right out of the gate is vacate the title and put it up for grabs at the rumble. Um my view on that is it allows for a clean reset button press of the world title picture. Um, I, I, I think CM Punk wins the Royal rumble, by the way, um, which would in essence, if, if they choose to go this route would put the championship on CM Punk, uh, which I would find interesting that CM Punk is, I guess, finishing his story before Cody did his, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I think that you could do that and use that as a vehicle to get that title onto Punk um, and let him at least carry the title through WrestleMania. As far as who his opponent would be, it's, you know, your guess would be as good as mine. Maybe something would come out of the Rumble um, and that would that would give us some insight as far as who he should face at Mania. Uh, but yeah, I, that's the thing that stands out to me is, yeah, that's a no-brainer in my opinion. Okay. Uh, you know, Rob, you, you just kind of uh, found out that uh, Seth has been hurt. Um, I, mean, I saw the way he was leaving that match. He was limping pretty, pretty noticeably. He was very affected. You see when some of these guys get a stinger. My father asked me, what's the other day? What is a stinger? And I'm like, that's when you basically have temporary. He's hurt. an old man retiring in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you know, stingers like hey, you get knocked on your head, and now you're losing. You, you know, you've got partial nerve damage to an area. This was not a stinger. This was, fuck, this guy, you know, hurt himself really bad, like you know, uh, Charlotte Flair, because he's he's favoring that leg, and the match, the the cameras are going off, and they're zooming in on his face. So I'm thinking this is fairly severe, obviously. Um, but now here's the question is storytelling where WWE does shine. Um, WrestleMania is what? Three months away. 
or two, two months away? Yeah, it's roughly about eight weeks away, right? Say. Can you Beginning keep a vacated title and maintain the interest to it? So the only thing I could think they do is have an eliminator tournament, uh, tournament type scenario leading up to WrestleMania. Well, you don't. You don't need an eliminator tournament. You have literally an elimination chamber that is happening in oh, this that's right. That's fair. So, but then, so what do you do? You write the you write that the last two guys just you you settled the belt at elimination chamber, yeah, or you you have the world title. So basically, if you do a quote unquote tournament, or you have qualifying matches for the elimination chamber, so you have the six guys qualify. And that's, you know, the six guys uh, end up wrestling in the Elimination Chamber for the title. Now, what I mean, it writes itself. Do you do what AEW's done in the past and say that, uh, does Seth relinquish the title and say, hey, I got to get rid of it? Or is he, or do you have a temporary interim champion? No, you don't do an interim champion. They never uh, they do, do that. that. Yeah. In fact, they would they would rather Seth leave with the title and come back with the title, and then have you know two belts yeah. on a fucking ladder. You know, it, it's they they don't do quote unquote or interns uh, there. Um, but one of the things that um, you know they kind of the 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 best thing about an organization that has been around this long and has this much visibility worldwide is the fact that if something like this happens it doesn't derail your whole program for wrestlemania right and one of the big things is you already have the rock hinting that he wants to take on Roman for the head of the table. Okay. So you don't have to have Cody go after Roman, right? You could easily, at Elimination Chamber, have, uh, you know, like I said, either the title match there, or you can... Do something they haven't done since WrestleMania 10. And that is Punk and Cody both go out at the same time. And now you have your WrestleMania match for the heavyweight title. What do you mean they both go out at the same time? I lost you there. Of the Rumble. Rumble. Mm -hmm. So both of them technically won the Rumble. There's a title that happens to now be empty because the champion got hurt. And now you have a match set up because both men feel they won the Rumble. Hmm. Now it's a story. Because both men are already arguing about the fact that they're both trying to finish a story. And now the story is even more diluted because both men just won the Rumble. So you have a lot of different scenarios you can go with. I think. How do you? How would you execute both in the Rumble? A double, a double fall out of the ring like they did with with C, with John Cena and uh, okay. Well, and and with Cena and that they they did a restart. 
Yeah, they did because Vince McMahon stormed out there, and that was not – he was genuinely pissed that that happened. With and Cena then he tore and both of his quads. Yep. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Sitting in the corner of the ring. <laughs> no, but you in WrestleMania 10, you did that with Luger and Hart, and that's the only real time that they actually planned it. And then, you know, Luger wrestled uh, Yokozuna first, and Hart wrestled Owen. And then – the Hart Owen thing uh, was to to start that feud up and give Owen a win over Brett, uh, and then you had Brett take the title from Yokozuna and a big celebration, and that you know started your your championship run for him. Um, they've never done a finish where both guys you know are declared the winner uh, to the point where now there is a vacant title. And you can direct it that way to, uh, you know, to, to make a match between the two of them. Cody versus Punk actually makes a lot of sense. Why? I don't know. There's another company out there that both guys were kind of the crown jewels of. That if you put those two as a main event of WrestleMania... I don't know, you know, that just might tick some people this off. Is, this is the only thing I have with going that route. I don't mind what you said, except for bringing up anything related to AEW. They don't have to bring it up. No, they don't, but you're going to be, you're going to just be tongue-in-cheek about it for two or three weeks of cutting promos. Of course. And and I, I, I get a little annoyed by that. It's a little, in, it's just an irritating because if you're not familiar with their product, and you don't care about anything outside of the bubble of WWE, you have no idea what they're referring to. It's and if and you and that's why they won't. And that's but but the, the see that's the whole that's the whole point. The point is, is that you can create that match without ever having to mention it. But at the same time, the underwritings of it plays perfectly to the marks who you know uh, see it. You know, know it. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and American Bam Bam says, sure. Except for the fact WWE doesn't give a fuck about AEW and neither do WWE fans. Yeah, that's what which, I'm saying. Which is absolutely true. But again. Because Jericho could show up on WWE tomorrow. They're going to chant, you still got it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be like, what the fuck? You know? Well, you know, look at Jericho. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the chant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of it, you know, around the midsection. But, uh, but no, but my point is, they if you go that route, here's my thing. I would, I would be remiss to not remind anyone that that Cody is going to say, "Oh, cool, you're giving me this belt," but that's not the one I wrestled for, and that's not the one I lost. That's not, and you're going to give me the win at Elimination Chamber, a B a premium live event, instead of at the one. I'm supposed to get, and you they're would say, give them, "No, wait, wait, wait!" They're not giving them the win at Elimination Chamber, at WrestleMania, even. All right, you fine, WrestleMania. The, even. You give him the match at WrestleMania. Fine. And quite, well, let's say you and do quite that. frankly, he doesn't win. Here, here you again, have Punk win. You have Cody chasing this fucking thing for an eternity. 
My problem with that is WWE is notorious for doing that. And then by the time the the face, the baby face gets the belt, I've lost all interest. I don't care anymore. The Rock but, was But but you're 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 missing the fact that in in all honesty that would be a, a Punk Cody match would be a wrestling match that people would enjoy. But the honest answer is if you're going to use The Rock, it doesn't fucking matter because the eyes are now coming to the product no matter fucking what. Having right? The Rock, here's my thing. This is why I'm a little confused now from, from, a, from a business standpoint. Having The Rock show up at your front door one day for whatever the reason, wants to push a movie, he wants to be a congressman, whatever the fuck it is, um, you're creating a logjam. So now I have to write a plausible story by which The Rock interferes or, or 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 is another you know bump on the on the road of Roman Reigns' dominance, and now we have to have yet another long ass drawn out story about all of these fucking Samoan people that I don't give a fuck about in this day and age. Forty years later, I don't give a shit about these people. They show up, they're, they're, they're bumps on a logs wearing chilies around their neck. I don't care. I don't care that Paul Heyman wants to explain to me the entire Samoan lineage. I don't care. But, but Bam Bam made, made the point, though. You're all acting like Rams doesn't beat Hogan's title reign. The, the topic's moot. Yeah. So what do you do? You have Roman beat The Rock at WrestleMania. He is the head of the fucking family and the table. And Cody Rhodes is still, because he lost a fucking punk, chasing the goddamn title for the next year. And and but this and we the- just keep this fucking bullshit up for another fucking I year. I, I don't want to Dude, like... I, I wanted I wanted to give WWE another shot, but as long as this fucking bullshit's going on, thank like, you. And here's the thing: I'm Cody Rhodes' story is going to be across promotions that he's a fucking uh, title cuck that he can't yeah. win. He's he can't a choke win artist. That's going to be his legacy. So what is he going to do? Come on a stage with a mustache or put on star makeup again? What the fuck am I? I'm not invested in the guy. I still have to be invested. When Triple H held the belt, when there was the corporate bullshit with DX and they sold out to McMahon, eventually Rock won. Eventually the face has to win. I get bored. Eventually MJF had to become a face because I got bored watching him just throw insults. It's redundant. Cody not winning is redundant. One of my buddies said, why would you want to see Billy Gunn's old ass win belts because he's over and because he's got the physique and he's showing the stamina in the ring. He's not sloppy. He's not rusty. There's a ring rust on the guy. Give him a fucking belt. So they gave him the trios belt. Great. And they cut a promo last night on collision saying, you know what? We want this guy to get some singles belts. And the crowd erupted. Yes. Yes. I don't want to see Cody lose all the time. And if you made 39 such a goddamn big deal that he lost and you guys shoved it down our throats that he lost and then you made him fight Brock Lesnar and he won and you made him fight uh, uh, fucking all these other guys and he beats them. Good. And now you're going to cuck him out again? Okay, this isn't like fucking Super Bowl 40 or was it 42 where the Giants beat the undefeated fucking Patriots? The half America hated the Patriots. They thought they thought Tom Brady was a, a smug asshole. You wanted the underdogs to win. 
eventually the underdog has to win or you've invested me emotionally. Now that following Monday, whether or not that Raw following WrestleMania is the best ever and the audience is in it and they're chanting the most ridiculous shit, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to be fucking watching it. I'll kill the DVR on it. I don't care. You you turned the remote off for me. You told me this was important. You swore to me this was important, but you didn't give the guy the fucking second win. So you can't have a rubber match now. He lost the second round. He's not going to get a WrestleMania rubber match. I'm not going to be invested in a 41. It doesn't even hit 41. It doesn't hit anymore. It's over. You blew the momentum. You're never going to get a chance other than 40. He has to wrestle Roman fucking Reigns. I don't care if a fucking nuclear bomb goes off and wipes out the entire fucking staff of him and Reigns and The Rock. Fuck it. The Rock loses. Reigns loses. If that does not happen in some capacity, I will personally shoot Nikon and H in the goddamn face for being so fucking stupid. I'm a nobody from Vegas, from New York, and even I know that you're supposed to write that story, okay? It is that blatantly obvious. I don't care if his wife has to go out there and get splattered on the ring by Sola Sokoa and take a Samoan spike at the throat to make sure he wins. He is winning at fucking 40 in Philadelphia, or fucking WWE is done to me. They're dead to me, okay? I'm fucking part Southern Italian, Northern Italian. They're fucking dead to me it better be fucking done i don't want to hear any bullshit about that fucking little whiny son of a bitch phil brooks who winds his way into every goddamn promotion and then he gets a hangnail or a boo-boo and we have to watch him crutch his ass around the place all right half these guys that they're giving this much time to and attention to suck okay yeah. cm punk sucks see, but see but that's the whole fact I just gave you a bullshit, false, made-up scenario, and you got so passionate and pissed off. But the problem is, is that that's what it's supposed to do, and that's why you watch it, is because you have an opinion. You are invested, and that's wonderful because, like I said, well, most likely you fucking there. do an elimination chamber, and that's how you you decide to You're not supposed to put it out there. I heard the exact same thing espoused by Bully Ray, where fuck, sure. you know, fuck him. We'll drag his ass around forever. We'll we'll put the dangle the carrot in front of C, in front of Cody Rhodes forever. Sure. And you're not the first to say that. And a lot of people want you yeah. to to be disappointed. And that's classic turn of the century. Early 2000s WWE writing where yeah. the baby face doesn't deserve shit. And then yeah, and in- as, as well, as well as Rob, you, you, you at the same time forget how pissed off people were between 1980. What? Well, let's see. 88 was when Savage won the title. Hogan never did the job to Savage. Hogan never did the job to anyone except for Warrior which was something that didn't work out. Didn't Savage the only time, ever get the Intercontinental in WWE? Who? What? Randy Savage. Didn't he only ever reach Intercontinental in WWE? No, he was the no, World's Heavyweight Champion. For I, I, I don't know why I thought that. Never mind. Yeah, from WrestleMania 4 to WrestleMania 5, and that was the whole Mega Powers and oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Elizabeth and Jealousy and all that. Yeah. <sighs> and, right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again, 
what happened? The babyface was the champion. People were pissed. They hated fucking Hogan just being the champion over and over. You put the belt on Savage, he was a face. You put the belt on Warrior, he was a face. You put the belt on Bret Hart, he was a fucking face. You put the belt on Shawn fucking Michaels, and he was a goddamn fucking face. They couldn't get out of this idea. And then when they did, and at WrestleMania fucking uh, uh, 16 and WrestleMania 2000, Hunter wins the fucking match that everyone thought The Rock was going to win, and people are pissed. Then at WrestleMania 17, Austin wins by, by turning and going heel, and people were pissed. And now the heel's winning, and people are pissed. There's no fucking right answer. That's the brilliance of wrestling. There's no right answer. Yeah, in this case... I think the I think my animosity comes from the fact that th this is a slightly different case, and those uh, examples you provided are not inaccurate. But those examples were all within the realm of WWE, isolated to WWE. Whereas this character now that I've been invested in, the whole story in T in, in in AEW was him getting the right to not have to be Cody Ro Cody and Brandy Rhodes. He had to fight. Just to be able to get his stage name so he didn't go on AEW's Cody Runnels. And then he goes back to the company anyway. He's literally like a guy who he's, he's been like wife beaten. He's literally like, it's like, it's like, I have to go back. Okay, you're, you're the head of a company. I have to go back. Okay, you're back. They're going to fuck you. You know this. They're going to fuck you. And that's it. WWE doesn't give a fuck about AEW. Neither does WWE fans. No, no, no. And I, Roman Reigns put asses in seats. You're all talking like capitalism has nothing to do with it. Well, you know and what? That's you know the what? whole I'm point a, of I'm, The I'm Rock versus Roman Reigns, which should have happened last year. Yep. But Rock didn't have the schedule availability. Now he just happens to. I, I'm a Yankees fan, and, and, and they and won 96. It's got to be going fucking shit, absolutely shit crazy. The, the potential of The Rock being part of this will bring so much fucking money into that city on top of what they're already bringing in. Yeah, I'm I'm being I'm and call it being a mark, call it whatever you will. Um, I'm looking at this from the long term storytelling of and again, I'll say this, uh, 96 Yankees win 97. Uh, they lose their, their star pitcher gets injured. Dog bites them. David Cohn. 98, they win. 99, they win. 2000, they win. 2001, they lose. Then after that, uh, fucking Steinbrenner starts buying players. But Jason Giambi, remember him from the Dodgers? And the, no, the, the star the catcher from the A's. From the, the A's. A's. My, see? Didn't even know. They they bought him, and then he was they, they relegated him to fucking being a DH. And he never gave the numbers we were promised. For the entire 2000s, they bought guy after guy after guy. They put Johnny Damon there. They put all these people, and they could not win a goddamn series again. And they did. In 2008, they did win, but it took them eight years to eight seasons to get back to that place. And then after right. that, they're out. That's and, then, and as American Bam Bam says, that's the beauty of pro wrestling. The story can be whatever the fuck they I know, say I know, it is. That's the difference. My thing is this. I guess I guess the ultimate thing is the proof is in the pudding. Would I back up what I'm saying when I back up? If they fuck us on WrestleMania, 
will I want to tune in and will I back it up? Now, if, if um, you know, that following day I, I watch Raw and I'm sitting here, then I'm going to be like, damn it. Well, I guess I'm not practicing what I preach. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking mark, you know. Um, I, I, they, 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 they remade the Wrath of Khan. I said I would never watch a remake of the Wrath of Khan. I watched it, and when Spock started screaming out Khan and redid the famous Shatner line, I almost felt I had to take a shower in the movie theater. I'm like, God damn it! I got to return to my nerd card. You know when you know fucking Zachary Quinto's screaming Khan. I'm that guy. So yeah. you know you built up. I'm not saying I've got a fucking Tiger Beats magazine with Cody Rhodes on it, but. And, Whatever and, they did, it worked. Again, American Family. I'll bet dollars to donuts your ass tune in on Raw after WrestleMania. And it will be. And and the thing is, Maybe. again, this is all hypothetical because one guy got injured on a Raw against Jinder Mahal, who you can practically say that Tony Khan is the guy who sabotaged WrestleMania by making Jinder Mahal have a match with Seth Rollins. That kind of, it brings us to the count number two, and that is the fact that Tony Khan on social media has been, uh, shall we say, a little uh, spicy as of late. Uh, and uh, doing Spicy things, like curry? Uh, yes. And, and, and if it was TNA, like curry man. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, Tony got this whole you know thing started about ginger mahal and uh you know talking about uh you know basically shitting all over the fact that this guy was a champion right although very much so it shows tony's uh disconnect from the idea of making money in wrestling because the only reason ginger mahal was champion same with great kali was because India is a thriving market for pro wrestling, right? Especially American pro wrestling. Bamboo so, cage match. The bamboo cage. Punjabi match. prison match. Yeah, Punjabi, Punjabi prison. Yeah. Was, Listen, and 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 you know, the fact of the matter is, is that as uh, looked down upon as these guys were as champions, they still printed money in india right so again the capitalism here well hey 10 bucks here though is is worth millions of dollars in india that's (laughs) the thing you know that's what we see so go ahead steve i i was just i was just gonna mention i the only thing that really kind of has always stood out to me with that gender title reign. If you remember, um, they had him hold the title until like three or four weeks before the India tour. Yeah. Like they didn't let him actually take the title to India and defend it there. They had him lose right before the fucking, the, the Oh no, you're not going to lose that title in Mumbai. It's like, what the fuck? Well, it's because that that was just something that that always stood out to me. I I would think that they would have, you know, that it would be ample, you know, revenue for them to, you know, entice people to get to the show. Prince of Persia over there is going to sell it for $10 a kid. Yeah. And and, and it's because Vince just found out two weeks before that gender had the belt. And then he quick, and then he quickly found, and then he quickly found out all sorts of other things that, you know, anyway. 
<laughs> but 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 realistically, um, you know, Tony uh, decided to start voicing himself and uh, start. Well, yeah. I mean, at least with this topic. Uh, but the thing is, is that with this, um, some of his own crew was basically backlashing him for starting this shit. Um, but not only this, uh, just a few days ago, uh, in, in bragging about AEW, he decided to put a picture of Tony Montana, uh, with cocaine. <laughs> well, not with cocaine, but, you know, from Scarface on his tweet where everyone already, you know, makes the jokes about it. And uh, as Steve pointed out in Wrestling Talk, uh, he also decided to brag about the rating system coming back for the wrestlers uh, because uh, apparently the rating system equals ratings on television. I oh, guess, yeah, dude. Something like that. You're talking about oh, the yeah. AEW rankings, you mean? The rankings. Yeah, yeah the oh, rankings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Bam Bam is Tony acting like stories matter and for the life of him can't put a story himself together yeah, no himself. How ironic. Um, so, you know, it, it it's it's interesting like because in his shows <laughs> well it, you know remember this story from four months ago we're coming back to it now no shit all, all i can say is if we see keith lee in a gimp mask then uh the shark has been jumped uh, <laughs> t's and p's to keith lee though I, he's uh he's going through some shit right now so well of course of course but it just, you know, well, yeah, if he's got the Pulp fiction was just called out. And if, if anyone's going to be uh, running around in a gift mask, uh, meanie, meanie, miney, right? <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it it brings up the Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and a samurai sword. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but but the, the you know, the truth of the matter, Steve, is um. You know, Keith Lee, don't let anyone fuck him up the ass but me, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't look like no damn me, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, you know, Steve, the fact of the matter is, is here you have uh, a company that's supposed to be different, right? Which is fine. That's great. Um, it, 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 play, it plays to what um fans want to see that isn't wwe and consistently um tony just pokes the bear wants to make it like this company is the wwe but it's it's not and um <laughs> and uh you know is it and again Having friends uh, over there uh, and knowing certain things that I will never reveal or say, um, it it brings things into context for me. Um, the honest answer is, what do you do about a boss who is essentially... Uh, getting you into a position that, um, you know, really, realistically, 
you shouldn't have to worry about having to come out to social media and say, hey, Tony, get get off of social media. Well, we're about to vote in a guy who does exactly this on a daily basis. He is the Donald Trump of his profession. Yep. Um, and people like that operate on a very anxious uh, and 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 defensive mode all the time. It's the Chihuahua attacking the bulldog, and you're like, dude, you're going to get your ass kicked. And uh, this is, you know, this is not going to end well. You don't have the means, you don't have the resources, and when you do have a glimmer of hope or the right direction, you find a way to veer yourself. Uh, it's hard for people to be humble. That's the hardest thing in life is to be humble. Um, and for the guy who is a wrestling fan, this is like the case of if you were to give me, Rob Bosleri, $4 billion, make a wrestling company, I'll do some things right accidentally. But if I don't surround myself with the right people, I, I, I do a lot of stand-up comedy. And I'm getting booked in more places. So then the question becomes, at what point do you go from that amateur standing to that to that next level and start taking yourself seriously and surrounding yourself with the right type of people to steer you in the right direction and not let you give into your base instincts like the guy writing us right now. Um, but that's that's the thing is he's succumbing to, oh, great, there's social media and I get to use social media platforms. I'm younger. I'm cooler. I, I get this. I can just spout off at the mouth and that will generate interest but it doesn't because you're in a you're not in a wind tunnel he's approaching this like he is that underdog and he's got a wind tunnel of people in his indie scene that are going to support him organically and see, no, there, no, it's, let's see that's the problem he's not approaching this like he's the underdog that's the problem well, i mean he just, thinks I, he's I, already I, won the war well yeah I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah i should dial that back yeah you're right you're right but he's not he hasn't won anything um, it started off like it was the underdog thing. Again, I think I think that the the best thing uh, that they had was Cody Rhodes being that fence. Cody Rhodes was the face of the company, and and it was good. The more Tony you got, the worse things got. He needs another guy. Okay, thank you. We we yeah we're we're the yeah. Steve, and and since he's Steve, Steve bald in the, in the do a little little yeah. shaving. Well, little also since he's Steve is bald in the in the opening credits, so I think you need a new opening credits because also you this is I didn't know I like wait a minute oh that is you wait a minute what the hell you have a full head of hair and you chose to do that what the fuck's wrong with yeah. you you know um, we'll talk offline so so, yeah. so <laughs> but that but Steve I mean what what do you think you know this does for the fact that instead of i guess if you look at it like this the whole idea is that the wwe everything they do does one thing and that is it's geared to try to make money especially now that they're in with endeavor right that's the whole thing just make money print money who fucking cares we don't care it just is a business. That's what this is. But with him, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is it doesn't seem like the business is the big thing. It seems like 
the idea that I have a wrestling company that is so fucking good um, that we, we don't have to worry about anything or listen to anyone or whatever. We're just doing the right things all the time. That's what's always rubbed me wrong about him. Not the company, not the wrestlers, not the staff. Him. So what do you do, Steve? How do you... I mean, how as you as a fan, how do you deal with the fact that this shit just kind of keeps coming up? Honestly, I just laugh at it. I I don't I don't take it seriously. I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. He's gonna run his Twitter account, his X account, just like how you know anybody else, XYZ is gonna run their social media accounts. Um, at the end of the day, the only thing that I can figure that Tony is thinking is that it's generating some sort of a buzz. It's generating some sort of a discourse and that maybe those people are going to tune in and if nothing else, check out the the world title match. Um, now, whether or not that actually happened, obviously the numbers don't lie. They speak for themselves. Um, you know, Dynamite didn't draw over a million rating uh, or anything of that nature. It wasn't a extremely high uh, result in the demo for the Hook Joe match. But it's that's the only thing that I can figure. That's that that he's deliberately trying to be as uh, as as instigating as possible. And you know, it is what it is. Personally, it has no bearing on me whatsoever. At the end of the day, uh, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to laugh about it. But I can say this: there are more people talking about Tony Khan, AEW, and Hook than there were before he put out those tweets. Mm. So, so, I mean, look at it as you will, you know, it, it's one of those things where it may not generate eyes on the product, but that's, that's the only thing that I can figure that he is trying to do. Um, you know, so it, get, but it is what it yeah, is, but that's, that brings up a great question. And I think that you, um, you, you know, this is something I didn't think about until you said it. And that is, People are talking about Hook, but who? That's that's the question I have. And, you know, um, is it is it? Well, as as American Bam Bam so eloquently stated that WWE doesn't give a fuck about AEW uh, and WWE fans don't give a fuck about AEW. But they don't know what so, exists. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For all they know, Hook is, you know, some random person. Little do they know that it's actually Taz's son. None of them care. They just say, oh, well, he works for AEW. He's the enemy. Fuck them. Da, 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 da. So they already have this in their mind that it's us versus them. It's a tribalism bullshit mentality. We've gone over this so many times. No, no, no. But see, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm that's my that's my problem. My problem is is that by doing this, it plays into the tribalism, right? It's not needed. Tony shouldn't be focusing on making the AEW fans, you know, more tribalistic or the WWE fans more tribalistic. Tony he doesn't should be have anybody professionally guiding him to tell him, "Hey, this right. is not good." But we but we say that all the time. He doesn't yeah. have this person doing this, this person doing that. The problem is, is that Tony doesn't want those people around. Yeah. And you, you just said it, Rob. He, he, 
acts like Trump in that sense, right? Which the only way I'm saying that is that no matter who's around telling him this, he's going out there and saying that. Right. right? So it doesn't matter if the right people are around him. He's still acting and doing whatever he wants to do because he thinks he knows he's doing the right thing or he's, you know, doing whatever he's Eventually, trying Eventually, does he, and, and, and I think I asked this before, and I and just me trying to just wrap my head around it again. How much of this, this is, is all of this is his own money. It's not his dad's money. No, it's all his dad's money. Right. Well, then that's the thing. That's the point at which I would go, hey, look, you know, I, like any parent would say to a kid, how serious are you with this? Because this is costing us money. But he's, he, he They're not care. concerned. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just, I, well, I'm, I'm he, he literally has a blank check. Right. He literally has a blank check with which to do what he needs. Right. And they can always, they can always sell. They can always write off. It, it, that yep. doesn't fucking matter. And it's a private company. So no one is, yep. is accountable. That's not the point. The point is, again, why play to wrestling marks when what you should be doing is try to build the visibility of your product? But he doesn't know any better. Right. He he's he's approaching this again, like I said earlier. He's approaching does he, the perspective does he, of a billionaire kid who got to buy his own wrestling company and he surrounded it with good talent from all around. He took WWE people, NJPW, TNA Impact. He got people from indie scenes. He built a good roster of people. Can't complain about the roster. People get injured. Some people just don't work with the crowds. They don't connect. Fine. But then you go off and you make yourself a face because you think you're going to do some sort of Vince McMahon thing. McMahon did that ironically. But he hasn't. But he hasn't. That's the whole no, thing. I, 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 agree with you. Character. I agree with Again, you. This is, this is the I'm difference. Saying as, from a comic perspective, he's not reading the room. He's not reading the room. But he is reading the room. He's reading the room he's in. And the room he's in are the people who tell him, you're great. Your product is great. We love what you do. He doesn't listen to the other people who question, why is your women's division this way? Or why is, you know, why is your storytelling this way? Right. And and I'm, ta I'm talking honestly from, you know, from seeing. Do we know how many writers he has? Who Who is the chief? person responsible for putting together because i know wwe's had freddie prince jr at one point they had a, they have a team of writers they always have yeah they always have writers that that's that's been their thing they AEW does not have quote-unquote writers you have you have ring agents who uh you know work on the matches and stuff but tony is the one who is essentially putting together all the shows he'll be the first to tell you that he puts together all the shows not only dynamite but collision and rampage and ring of honor and whatever other thing say the same for men who would make changes on the fly just like he did with the the women's tag team belts and then at the last minute telling you know bailey and sasha hey where you're gonna lose to you know to uh the whatever the hell those australian women yeah. where it's been so long but it's but but, but, vince McMahon, but vince mcmahon already had you know by that point he's already had a company that's been around for you know it's years or whatever and yeah the 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 idea that frustrates me is that your product is not growing to what you are saying it has and it frustrates Didn't me. Did you see the numbers at Wembley? They were already almost sold out. Yeah. 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 
they're they're doing great um <laughs> but but again again looking at it you know you you even said it steve he announced this ratings thing on twitter as if this was you know the greatest thing ever yep where you haven't done it since 2022 it's it's been gone for almost two years and does anyone care outside of the people who are like you who thought it was a good idea when it was implemented right i i mean clearly the numbers don't lie and that those prove to be the answer to your question being no the people that are going to tune in were the ones that tuned in um yeah there was a lot of discourse online yes that you know it it didn't translate to viewers and that's the biggest issue the biggest problem with this um and you it, know, and it, and X, 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 and and all the other social media networks are not real life. You know, right. real and life is real life, and it stokes the tribalism. Absolutely. Instead of and 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 Rob again, you know, in bringing that factor of, um, you know, think think about it with with Trump, it's stoking tribalism. On Stoke a national scale, time. he says something stupid. Uh, that's great for me. Well, but but what I'm saying is that <laughs> doesn't work for Tony. But it forces tribalism into our society where people are actually getting violent with each other and pissed with each other. This is pro wrestling, right? We shouldn't have to get violent or pissed with each other because it's just storytelling. It really doesn't fucking matter. And if you can tell good stories, you know, then why shouldn't you watch, you know, AEW, TNA, which we'll talk about in one second here, uh, is a great example, right? You watch TNA. Do you think, but do you think that no, I guess one, it's the ultimate. no one's stoking any fires with them? How much tribalism, how much warfare has there been off of this? It, 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 really? A lot, dude. Honestly. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, it's. You had people, you had workers from both companies tweeting things out mm. and getting in on it as well. So it wasn't just like from one direction or, you know, any of that nature. It was, it, you know, shots were being fired both directions. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people were having fun with this shit and just working the marks. Um, so that was hilarious to see all of this right. crazy shit on X. But I mean, other than that, it, it just, it didn't translate to what, they wanted it to translate to, mm. you know, it didn't get any new eyes on the product. It didn't get any new, any additional revenue for the product. Um, I don't know if the suicide squad um, ad partnership uh, was something that had taken place or was signed off on before all this stuff went down. Mm. Um, I, that, that might be the only thing. Um, I don't know if, you know, this stuff went on and then, Maybe they needed, and no pun intended, maybe they needed some sort of an additional hook to try to bring, you know, viewers to the product, knowing that the match was being sponsored by a movie. Um, which, so. in, in which is, and which is interesting too, because Suicide Squad is a DC product, which is right. already within the family. So, you know, exactly. Again, <laughs> mm. Uh, just again, American Batman. WWE fans don't even know AEW is a 
thing. Yeah, they still think, I, I, and I they still think it's a pissant t-shirt company. <laughs> who, who apparently can't do a t-shirt uh, quick enough. Uh, no, not at all. Patch until <laughs> yeah, yeah, until Bro, the guy it, doesn't have it. The eye patch. They put. They finally put Tony Storm in Fight Forever, guys. I don't know if you are aware of that. Oh yeah, that's right. It's with her Outcast gimmick, not the Timeless gimmick. Just in right. case you were curious. But now right. she's black and white. Yeah, I think no. I think yeah. they redid the uh, cover of the game. So let's let's go from let's let's go from that tribalistic thought to um, TNA, which was in town. Uh, we were at the uh, the pay per view uh, television tapings. Um, and um, it's the rebranding of TMA, TNA, um, which they did a, a tits and ass, tits and ass, tits and oh, sorry, wait, no, yeah, no, yep, yeah. um, test and Albert, test and Albert, that's mm. that's the TNA that I right. I grew up on, right? Mm. Um, but uh, you know, right, Albert, okay, so tits and ass. <laughs> so what um, what I found interesting. Uh, when we talk about the tribalistic aspect of things, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Rob's comedy shows are that low brow. Uh, <laughs> in, in fact, he he his brow is under his balls. It's that fucking low. Uh, my uh, comedy, my I I do impersonations more than anything, and primarily of Trump. So yes, that low brow. But but the idea here, um, what I found fascinating was um, there was um, someone who uh, on Facebook wrote a thing. I don't know the person. It was uh, one of those suggested uh, pages, whatever. But it uh, was about how uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Nick Namath, showing up in TNA, how Tony Khan dropped the ball. You know, that this man would have elevated your profile. Um, but here he is on TNA. And it just really um, played to me as very interesting that for months and months and months, oh, my God, he signed another WWE guy. Another one, another one, another one. And here it is someone who is a aw fan going oh you dropped the ball you should have signed him but at the same time here he goes to tna and now tna gets a little elevation a little shine just like trinity when she went there right you just rebranded this was a surprise to a lot of people to see him show up so uh <laughs> And, and as American Bama says, Tony Khan passed on a WWE never was on to next. But that WWE never was, um, you know, is elevating the profile of this company. So overall, what were you guys thoughts, uh, you know, fairly brief here on, you know, how it came off this this uh, weekend of, of TNA and, uh, you know, Aside from Access TV, all right, let's let's not even bring the fact that you know the, Hard to Kill was amazing. Hard to Kill had a near full Pearl Arena. I was very enthusiastic. The matches within the confines, let's say that was the first time there was ever a TNA 
any at any point in history. They even had a storytelling within that evening. It didn't take long to figure out. They brought out PCO and they 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 shocked him to life with a bunch of doctors. They did very simple, very theatrical storytelling. They didn't meander, they didn't drag it out. I was entertained. Um there was there were spots and matches where you went, "Wow, I you caught you got me." Uh he again back to him. He took a horrible nasty fall in the ring. I'm like, "Is this work or did he really land awkwardly on his head doing a moonsault?" Wow, okay, great. Um all of the wrestling was proficient, the writing was proficient, and the replace was pretty packed. Um that's what you want to see. My only disappointing moment was the following night when it was not a pay-per-view taping, when it was a regular taping, we did not get the same asses and seats. In fact, they lowered the black banners at the top part of the Pearl Arena. So, so it happened at Sandstown all the time, too. No, I, sure. But my it. thing was, I was hoping that also be, being a Sunday, that you would still keep that momentum of people who would want to see this program in the same amount I was able to get lower, better seating because there was a band of seats that were not filled in the very dead center, uh, which, Steve, you were you were ringside about four or five rows behind you where there was empty two rows of seats. And I went, mm. all right, I'm just going to let I'm just going to sit there. No one's going to stop Absolutely. me. And they didn't. Nobody stopped me. Yeah. So I got a, well, a ticket up. And they should. Right. Because it's to their benefit to have full seating. Yeah. Um but for what people were there on the second night, there was still great energy. There was still great storytelling. Um, I was entertained. Um, and also on a side note, when those wrestlers were leaving, I don't know why the hell they didn't get some backstage treatment where they got to go through a corridor and not have to go through the casino floor, but they did. And those people were beyond pleasant with the fans. Absolutely. There was not one person who was rude. or Again, again the same, same, same format as Samstown. Um, yeah, they they purposely do that. Um, okay, as long as as long as they're not um, filming anything, you know, the the wrestlers not needed. Um, the talent will go through, and if the talent wants to get back to their room and stuff, they will politely say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, you know. Well, that was it. They were great, and they they stayed around. They took pictures with people. Um, they were good. It's the kind of experience as a fan that you want to have, and it makes you want to watch the program. But I never left the program on either of the two days going, why did they fucking do this? Why did they make this decision? Why did they why did they choose to go this route? I just went, I'm entertained. I don't I don't always want to have to have a result in a match be an existential crisis like we were talking about earlier with Cody, where I'm that angry. I want to just enjoy what I'm watching without having to be that emotionally invested in it. Sometimes I just want to enjoy what I want to enjoy. Uh, Patton Oswalt does a joke. He goes, I don't care why, how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. I just like what I like. I don't need to always know every nook and cranny of every choice that this person made. Just give me a good match. Just give me a good match. Hey, Kazarian turned on Eric Young second night. Okay, great. We'll find out why. But it was it was not so fucking brooding. It was we'll find out, and I'm and I'll be interested to watch the next week. I enjoyed what I saw. Hey, Jordan Grace beat 
um, beat Trinity, and I don't know if we can we could do a spoiler. Uh, they have their rematch, which already was taped, and the rematch went. It, it was sporting. I will without giving anything away. It was sporting, and it was a good, well fought, well executed match. I didn't feel like these people were B team wrestlers. I didn't feel like this was you know Trinity coming down from WWE to retool, which yes. But I didn't feel like Jordan Grace was operating at a lower level. Um, I, I, I don't know if anyone agrees, but I don't feel like any of these performers. Um, the only thing I didn't agree with was uh, having an X division, uh, you know, five way match or four way match and having uh, Jake something in there. And then and then watching that, you know, on the TV you know show and having to hear uh, the you know Tom Hannafan go, oh, no, there's no such thing as a weight class. When it comes to the X division, we'll throw anybody in there. Like, no, 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 no. That was that was lopsided as hell. He was he was filling a gap. I wish that they didn't do that. That was my only critique negative of the evening. If that was adding Jake something to an X division max with you know El Hijo del, del Vikengo and and you know the time spitter, you know. But yeah, I mean that was it, and that was a small, you know, whatever. And if that, and if even that in of itself has one of those X division guys get up to that level and beat Jake something great, you know, but I can, I can have, I can have a heel and I can have a face and not want to throw something at the TV screen every single time. Like I do with some of the choices from WWE. And I can also have a show where it's a banger match that goes somewhere. TNA has banger matches like AEW, but their matches have a point. It's not just a random pairing, you know, whereas AEW feels like it's a bingo ball lottery, you know. And for this week, we've got oh, number one. Oh, yeah. All right. We've got. Let's see here. We've got Orange Cassidy versus um, uh, Brody Lee. Like, you know, like what? Brody, wait, Brody. Why is he? This doesn't make sense. So. Yeah, considering yeah. Uh, Brody Lee. What? <laughs> He's very much uh, not on this plane, if you will. Yeah, not Brody. Yeah, um, I meant to say yeah, you're I, Brody. You're yeah. good. You're good. Um, I, I think that I think that this uh, this double shot I had mentioned in wrestling talk. Uh, the the double shot that they did here in Vegas was extremely encouraging. Um, I wasn't. I'm not somebody that watched TNA on a regular basis uh, or even sporadically. Um, it if someone told me, hey, you have to check this out, I would go check it out. Um, and I would only watch that match or that segment. Um, so quite honestly, you know, this is a completely kind of a new realm for me, um, in terms of presentation. Yes. I've seen, you know, the TV tapings I've been to in the past. Um, but I didn't follow the product, um, coming out of these two shows in Vegas, I want to follow the product. Um, I, you know, be it on impact plus or TNA plus, or, you know, whatever the, the fuck it is. Um, I'm strongly considering getting that just so that I can check out how they're going to book these storylines, how they're going to go about being an alternative. Um, because quite frankly, there's a large percentage of fans that tuned out of the, uh, the worldwide leader, if you will. And uh, there were reasons for that. Um, 
obviously being promised one thing from another company, those things weren't always adhered to. And now you can view this as a bit of a reboot. Uh, you can view this as the start of something new. And that's how I'm choosing to view it. Uh, I think that competition is always, always a good thing, not just in professional wrestling, but in life. Uh, competition always brings the best out of everybody involved. And this is going to be the best thing for fans, quite frankly, because now it's going to give us another um, another flavor of ice cream. Um, and I'm not saying that Impact wasn't around or anything of that nature, but I think that, you know, with the names that have come in, the names that they have signed, uh, they have brought in a couple of people to their Florida tapings as well, uh, former WWE names. Um, so it definitely looks like as if they are trying to generate buzz, trying to get more eyes on their product. And at the end of the day, that's what all of this is about. Because as American Bam Bam mentioned, you know, capitalism is a thing. So the fact is, you want to make as much money with your professional wrestling company as you can. How do you get to that point? Obviously, we have one major leader that knows exactly how to make money because they're making it hand over fist. We have another company that uh, the owner of said company might not have the best idea on how to make money. Um, and now with, you know, with a third uh, company rising up um, and them treating this like it is a complete rebranding and the start of something new, why the fuck not? Check it out. Uh, I remember like in the, yeah. in the teens when Dixie Carter was the Vince McMahon character and she was trying to be the, that role. And she flipped it to staying in Hogan for a while and they had their factions and it eventually ended up with her going through the table and, you know, kayfabe and ultimately disappearing. And she ends up selling the majority shareholder uh, of uh, TNA. Um, there was a point when she learned, I can't do this anymore because I'm not going any further with it. So that that's my only fear for AEW is that point where you where you've dug your heels in and it failed so badly that your company never comes back because TNA was fairly large 10, 15 years ago. It wasn't going to be AEW big even, but it was bigger than it is now. Yeah. I hope they can get back there. But my disappointment was in day two when they didn't fill up as many seats and it was noticeable. It, it, um, looking at cage match, uh, pay-per-view drew about 1600 uh, TV taping drew about 1300. So it was mm. uh, definitely was a step down as far as the attendance. Um, I do want to just uh, mention something. American Bam Bam mentioned in the chat, alternative is tribalism. Call it more wrestling. You're advocating for the same thing you despise based on, based on word choice. So the fact is, if you'll notice, I don't talk shit about WWE on a large scale. I, I prefer to not comment on it. Um, I literally just made a point. Well, no, seriously. I, it, my thing is I'm not going to disparage WWE by talking shit about it. Um, that's just the, the viewpoint that I've always tried to take. Um, my, my decisions to not follow that product are my own completely. And I'm not advocating for anybody to not watch WWE uh, or to participate with that product. Um, but the, that's just my belief and my reasoning um as to why i've not it sounds so you know, religious though it does sound so religious <laughs> i'm an evangelical 
<laughs> I'm so, I know, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, like I'm not I'm not going to talk shit about WWE because what good does that do? Realistically, it doesn't do any good. Um, I'm going to enjoy the things that, that I like. And yeah. for those things that I don't like, other than, you know, minor things here and there, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, that's my feeling with, with, um, with, uh, and I've said this many times, that's my feeling with uh, NXT because so many times it's been framed as a secondary choice. And then those guys get up to the main roster and nothing happens with them. Very rarely there's something, you know, happen for the numbers and numbers of numbers of people they have. It is the minor leagues. And I just didn't, yeah. I couldn't get into it. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Sammy Zayn. Kevin Owens doesn't count. He was he. Oh I, no, Kevin Owens counts because he was NXT champion before he got up there. Almost every single person on that roster came through NXT. It's just that people like to forget things because of the fact that oh well, so and so you know got a bad gimmick when he got up. Oh, Keith Lee got screwed when he got up. Well, you know what? Not everyone is going to fucking make it. Because then you're going to have a million roster spots filled. And then what's going to happen? Oh, my God. AEW has too many people on their roster. They don't use them right. Just like WWE has too many people on their roster. They don't use them right. They should go this place. They should go that place. That's one thing about TNA. They're limited in their funds. So guess what? They it's targeted. Have, they very much so. And it works. I don't, but no, but American Bam Bam, you're wrong. NXT, you could tell me about those handful of people, and it's great. It's it's great. But they have consistently, consistently said this is a secondary program. And for the amount of people that they that they spaghetti toss against the wall to see if it sticks, most of them wash out. And that is the business of but, wrestling. But, it is yeah. the business of wrestling, but I'm not invested in a program that looks like family double dare. I but, but you, and you keep saying it looks like family double there. It have does. You it looks the great. product. Have you watched what they do? Have you NXT have you 2.0 is garbage? NXT, NXT 2.0 is contract. They got a national fucking contract. Don't care. Of course you don't, don't care. care. I've because watched you it. I've tried. New Yorkers are the same goddamn all the time. Tried. Right, 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 right. You know what? Yeah, just you know, it's, what? it's you, a secondary you show. Chose Rampage as your show of the week. Okay, I chose it because <laughs> it had a banger match, oh, and God. I and I prefaced right. it. Yeah. I prefaced you, you it. Lo you lost your fucking. I prefaced it. Ah, yeah, and Batman just made a point. Wait until Pillman Jr. is a WWE oh, shit. champion, and <laughs> then Rob's just gonna be like, "Oh, he was the he, fucking greatest. I was a fan forever." And, he'll finish his story before like, Cody does. What I said about him was, and I, I saw his first match over there. Yeah, I know. And I saw his first match over there, and I said, you know what? This seems like the right vehicle for him. This seems like the right progression for Family him. Family Double Dare is exactly where Brian Pillman Jr. needs to be. Yeah. He needs to get slimed on as Lexi King. He needs to just, you know, you know, have Gak thrown on him. Mark Summers could call the match. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. That's where he needs to be. You know, that's well, where he needs to be. On that note, while Rob throws his gack all over Lexi King, <laughs> we're going to wrap up for this. Green slime. 
Steve. And he has to slide down a tongue. Final thoughts. Say so. Final thoughts. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Also, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. There you go, Rob. Uh, I, I'd say promote your shows, but uh, apparently American Bam Bam uh, doesn't think that it's worth promoting. Yeah, but American Bam Bam likes fucking NXT, so what do I care about his opinion? <laughs> He likes that shit. He, he wouldn't know what good is. Um, I'm going to be a Tuesday at Drunken Jokes at 18, been in the Arts District uh, at 8, doing my Trump thing. Um, Wise Guys at night, too, and Main Street, Artifice at night as well. On Thursday, I will probably be doing less of the Trump stuff, less the impersonations. I will be at Penalty Box. Uh, and, um, and I'm brain farting out on uh, Wednesday night about 9 o'clock in Henderson. And then February 3rd, I will be in um, San Diego uh, to be determined as far as the destination. <laughs> like the destination uh, being uh, well, San Diego, like, but the specific location, I don't I don't have that right just yet. The specific OK, I, I thought maybe, you know, this was like, well, that that's it for Rob. We'll see him later. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Vegas, when you say uh, I'm not too sure uh, where I'm going to you know, end up in the desert. Uh, oh, I hate driving to California. It always gives me anxiety being driving fucking six hours through desert behind a bunch of slow California drivers. It's just great. I have to drive through this shithole state, this shithole and Tifa Levick state. Terrible. It's very bad what they're doing to me. That's awesome. Well, there, there you go. And, and, and while you're in San Diego, you can go check out the wall you built. <laughs> beautiful it was a beautiful it was the most beautiful wall thousands and thousands of miles of perfect pristine wall mean tweets there. and cheap gas yeah <laughs> there you go all right everyone uh next week we'll uh we'll have one more uh show going on and then uh finally dj impact will be back is he uh, on another cruise no dj impact is celebrating his birthday and a big happy shout out happy birthday happy birthday, happy birthday. yep um he is uh not a day over over uh 22 uh is he now dj tna well we're trying to get him to uh to change his name to dj tits and ass but uh you know. <laughs> i think somebody might have something to say about that yeah american bam bam American Bam Bam, that's okay. He's but, making our country great again. Who, American Bam Bam? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Much better than you, Rob. Much, oh. much better. Oh, my God. That's what I get for not supporting the, the what is it? The, are we calling him the red team? The blue team? What is WWE? I I don't know, but uh, I do know. By the, that... by, by logic, would he be a mark for only supporting WWE? 
No, he supports he supports pro wrestling, but yeah. he also supports pro wrestling that makes sense. So he's like Steve, when he sees shit that he doesn't like, he'll call it out. I've said profusely tonight and recently, I've been saying for the last few months that AEW is like, hey, here's a cliff. We step on the pedal. <laughs> here's a cliff. Look at that. It's a cliff. It's just, hey, there's a bridge over there, Tony. There's a bridge. Nah, it's a cliff. It's faster. It's fast. Oh man! Well, there you go. Uh, Speaking of going off a cliff, yeah, Rob's going to jump off a cliff, and uh, you know, we'll see if he uh, his body lands in uh, San Diego or not. That's what I think I just learned. Oh God! Please don't. Uh, hey, since you're going to be in San Diego, I hope uh, you run into your your boy uh, Dominic, and uh, he. Uh, sets you straight about uh you know being in prison and i'll meet uh, some of his cellmates at san quentin I'll to stop over there and uh, uh you know I'll, do, I'll get an exclusive vegas bad boys podcast interview <laughs> with uh interview behind the bars behind the bars that's <laughs> perfect behind the bars yeah, unfortunately, the kind of bars that Rob plays in uh, don't have those kind of people in it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, everyone, until next week, we'll see you.